It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I'm going to make this comment now. We're going to win a bunch of damn football games with, with Brent Venables. Um, it, the University of Oklahoma, the football is, is bigger than just one person. It really is. It's, it is truly one of the most special um, football programs ever in college football. Being around Brent, and, and, and everybody knows if you don't know Brent, what you see on the sidelines in games, that's how he is as a person. He has passion like that 24 hours a day. He has passion for his players. He has passion for his his uh, coaches. He has passion passion uh, passion for his coaches' families, um, and he he's going to pour everything in. That's how he is. And I've been around him. You know, I spent that one week traveling with him, and we were flying around all over the place as well. So, I'm very excited for the future. Well, there you go, Kel Gundy talking about. Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables and uh, says they're going to win a bunch of games with Coach Venables. I totally agree. And I know it seems like most of Sooner Nation agrees that we're in as good, maybe even better position now than we were uh, under Lincoln Riley. Better shit. Yeah. It feels that way. Now we got to go out and prove it, right? Yeah, no, and, and that might be. It's probably There's an emotional. Work to be done. It's, it's probably an emotional take. Surprise, surprise, by me and everyone else to say, "Oh gosh, I mean, it's not even close." They're in, they're in much better shape. Yeah, I mean, they, they, this the staff hasn't coached a game together, so we don't necessarily have hard evidence of that. But if we're just going off a of feel, then the feel leads me to believe that I mean they're in just so much better of a position now than they were exactly a month ago. Right, and Air Force just runs one in on Louisville again. Up 14-0, Tyler. That's another pick by you, right? I love that, yeah. I got Air Force at a 19 today, so everybody better watch out in the Ref Bull Mania contest brought to you by Cavens Construction Group. Don't look behind you. Here I come. I'm making a run at this thing. How about that? How about that? Um, Yeah, pretty impressive so far. But a lot of football game left to play. And I, I got to tell you, just as we've talked about this game, kind of watching some of the practices and stuff leading up to it, I think the biggest deciding factor, surprise, surprise, in this game on both sides is going to be who runs the football better. And I, Oklahoma has struggled with that down the stretch. Right? We, we struggled with that at times late in the season, or I guess really at times – throughout the entire season, but um, I, I think that that's got to be something that we, if we can run the ball well against Oregon, we win the game handily. I, In my opinion, their offense just doesn't have the ability to match us if we're running the football. Sure. Now, I think that they can get some stuff going, and there may be opportunities for them to, to have some success too, but 
I feel way better about our chances stopping the run than I do theirs as of right now. Yeah, um, if you had to say where's Oregon's edge in this game or their biggest edge or you know anything close to having an edge, would you say Oregon's offensive line against OU's D-line? I mean, yeah. that, that seems pretty simple to me. That's their best units, even though, what, their best offensive lineman is playing D-tackle in this game? Oregon's O-line's... Well, not their best. One just, of, yeah. He's just um, one of them, yeah. Against OU's D-line that's depleted a little bit, but they still got some good players up there. So I'm, I'm sure Oregon at least will have a little bit of success running the football. I'm going to imagine they want to use the, the quarterback run game quite a bit with, uh, with uh, Anthony Brown. It seems to be that for the folks that have been uh, preparing for Oregon and watching them uh, so far that this is the best offensive line that OU will have faced this year by quite some margin. Wow. So that says a lot, but it doesn't say everything. I, I think quarterback play, we have the potential to have a huge edge quarterback-wise. I think we have a potential to have a pretty big edge skill position-wise. If our offensive line plays well, I think that, you know, they're capable of playing really good at times. They've been inconsistent, but uh, hopefully a good game plan puts them in some good spots to be able to have some success. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a, uh, it's a it's the lamest kind of uh, prediction on a game is whoever runs the ball the best is, is going to win one, which you said, but it actually – Happens to, to definitely be right in this one. If OU runs the ball well, that opens things up in the passing game. This Oregon defense, in my opinion, is very gettable. Uh, they're not a great unit to, to begin with. They do have some nice individual players. I think that Noah Sewell at backer is a uh, really good player as a freshman and going to turn out to be a stud. But this Oregon defense is very gettable. If OU runs the ball, puts them on their heels a little bit, uh, they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have a big day offensively for sure. So... Yeah, yeah. OU. And, and one thing that I'm interested in seeing is, again, it's been a month since we've seen this OU offensive line. We talk all the time about bowl practices are so critical and, you know, and all that. Is now, with Bill Biedenboe throughout this past month, and I know, that, I know they haven't been practicing for like 20 days or anything crazy, but are we maybe going to see the best version of this OU offensive line tomorrow night? Did they get that much development over the past few weeks? I don't know. I, I doubt it. I, maybe. I, I don't know how much development there's been. It was a weird – there was so much time off, right? It, it, was, it was just a weird – it was weird how this whole thing unfolded. So I don't expect there to have been a ton of development over this period. But I do think with a really good game plan that they could play a, a good – good defensive or a good offensive game and and the offensive line could play really well together i think that you know one of the things that we've talked about is the offensive staff working together as a group now it's a more much more collaborative effort and i think with that being the case you have a chance to play to the offensive line's strengths way more than you had before so that i think that does help their chances of having a pretty good game yeah, I, I do wonder, like, why why do we not expect very much development? Well, they haven't practiced quite a bit, I guess. Right. So any time that you're dealing with an interim staff 
is that going to essentially halt the development that you get in bowl practices? Or would that even be the case if the previous staff was still intact going into this week? It just kind of depends how the schedule unfolds. A lot of times some bowl some like bowl prep gives you a chance whenever you can practice quite a bit before you leave for the bowl game it gives you a chance to develop some of the younger talent you kind of get back to uh basics a little bit and usually a, a, the practice breaks down breakdown goes back to like a camp type of timing to where you end up spending more time in um more time in individual period to hit some of that drill work and develop some of those skills that that are needed, you'll get that quite a bit. I don't know if they adopted that for some of their practices that they had at home, but that's typically what, where you get development is whenever they kind of change the layout of some practices before you get into like that game plan mode where you're really starting to prepare for the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> changing the subject a little bit, I'll, I'll get to the text line. UCLA, man, they are getting roasted on social media right now for canceling the uh, Holiday Bowl five hours before kick time, which I, I get that. I mean, that's that that would be infuriating. Oh my god! What's the, well, why are they for testing? Like, they've... stop testing the slate. You are wasting so much time and money. If your team is vaccinated, who cares? That's just one thing that's that's on there. Testing healthy asymptomatic players on game day seems rather precarious. Just uh, about yeah. the whole protocol stuff. Essentially, yeah. Well, hey, you're you're preaching to the choir on on this thing. I've been I've been saying that since last year. That a lot of that stuff was stupid. But hey, you know what? It's it's kind of where we're at. I just hope that Oregon isn't gearing up to pull the same thing on Oklahoma. God, no kidding. If it happens, it. Three o'clock tomorrow, or something like that. Oh, that is the uh, fans around here have not forgotten about the onside kick back in 2006 and still hold a grudge over Oregon because of that. This will, uh, this will be worse if they cancel a bowl game that Bob Stoops is coaching the day of. This is the one thing right. that could make OU fans hate Oregon even more. Yeah, because. I, mean, I I don't know. There's probably some Oregon fans that have traveled down here. Uh, I've seen a just a very small amount of them. I know there's going to be a bunch of OU fans that travel down here. A lot of people paying a lot of money yep. to come down and watch these games. And if you wait and wait till the last moment to pull out of the game, that's it's, it's that's very very bad form. Yeah. Uh, text line, Tim and Broken Arrow says, do you think they will adopt any of the new coaching staff's philosophies as far as offensive and defensive play calling goes? Yes, I do. Um, not on defense. They're still running their, their old defense. But offensively, you know, we've talked about this. I expect there to be um, some principles and some of the things that you see with the offense in the future are going to be showing up a little bit in this game. I think you could see a little bit more up-tempo. I think you're going to see a little bit more uh, inside-outside zone schemes instead of gap schemes whenever you're running the football. 
Uh, I think you're going to see more RPOs. And I think you're going to see some more deep shots. One of my concerns is what will be the level of play calling for OU. I know it's been suspect this year for already stated reasons, but this will be a new play caller since 2015. It'll be – play calling is going to be fine. I've got no worries about play calling. (laughs) This one says, just got to San Antonio. Would have been here earlier, but I had to stop at DW's to see BFC and then stop to slap some big bald guy at a Bucky's. And after they sent that, he said, oh, wow, accidentally sent that message to my mother-in-law first. <laughs> nice. That's what you get. That's what you get. Guys, the onside That's kick great. was not Oregon's fault. It was the refs. But if Oregon pulls uh, – Pulls out, that is Oregon's fault. Yeah, I mean, it was the referee's fault, but you still took it out on Oregon. Yeah, and it's not Oregon's fault, but they know they didn't recover the football. Right? Okay, and you can't play the refs in another game. You can only play Oregon in another game. So, yeah. We're going to treat it as if it was Oregon's fault. So, At least I am. So you guys are saying the same OU team that struggled all year long with almost every team and have lost possibly all their best defensive players, half their coaches, an inconsistent offensive line, and no special teams whatsoever is going to blow out Oregon? I, yeah, I've been struggling with that myself, but here I, here I sit. Well, yes. You have to go back to the the very first thing. The the thing that weighs in the heaviest is the fact that Oregon's missing so many players. And their roster is so depleted because of injury and opt-outs and transfers and all of those different things. Like that is the biggest factor here. It's it's not it's, I'm not building that off of anything else. That is the biggest factor. And we're missing some guys too, right? But I, I, I feel like we are in a much better position to replace some of our guys that are out than Oregon is, yep. like we talked about yesterday. They've got an offensive lineman that's playing defensive line. They've got a tight end that's playing defensive end. I, we're not anywhere close to that. Yes, we're out some starters, but right, at linebacker, we're starting to Sean White and David Aguebu. Like, yeah, the guys that are is, playing that play a lot lineup? of snaps this year. But you, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, there's there's gonna be there's gonna be good guys out there playing that have played a lot of good, meaningful snaps for us. So that's the biggest factor. The other factor is which is always one of the biggest factors in bowl games is give a rip. Oregon has no reason at all to give a rip about this game. None. Oklahoma does. Now, are they great reasons? No. It's not like Oklahoma's life hangs in the balance on winning this football game. So it's like, you know, win or else. No, but. You've got Coach Stoops on the sideline again. That's an energy boost. You've got the program, the fan base, 
re-engaged and feeling better than ever right now, that's a that's a positive momentum. Just watching these guys out there ready to perform, it looks like a team that's enthusiastic to be here and to play. And I, I think that's an advantage for them. Yeah, it is. It, like, very little of it is, of, of why I'm picking it, has to do with, like, X's and O's or, like, where I think our, our – our team has gotten better over this stretch. Like, that's not really it. It's all of the other circumstances surrounding the game. Sure. Every time uh, from now until forever, when OU goes to a disappointing bowl game, Bob Stoops should just step in and coach it that month. So the players will uh, <laughs> the, the players will feel yeah. the responsibility to show up to the bowl game and actually play really well, which, which you and I both That's think right. that it, which is going to happen tomorrow. Let's get to a couple more real quick. You just reminded me of bowl picks. I took A&M to, be, to beat Wake. I better not be stuck with Rutgers. Well, I did the exact same thing. Luckily, I checked earlier today. Yeah, uh, your selection will be on Rutgers. You better go ahead and change that to Wake before the bowl game starts. Right. Uh, so get go ahead and get that done. Well, one last I stay, one. I say you stick with Rutgers, personally. I agree that we will win a lot under BV, but Teddy and Tyler, why will we? What makes you think BV and company will make us in a better position than what we were in? Again, I agree that we will win a lot. Just want your guys' comments on why. You want me to go first or you? Uh, let's hit that on the other side. How about that? Ooh. <laughs> like that. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. Uh, we'll hit that next. Uh, why we think Oklahoma's going to win under BV. Uh, we'll do exactly that. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. At 405-651-3439. You're simply the best. Happy New Year from all of us here at Riverwind. Come kick off 2022 in the best way. With a big win on the best new game. Don't miss our $80,000 Rockin' and Reelin' giveaway. With five times entries, Mondays and Tuesdays. This might just be your best year yet. You're simply the best. Does life look different for you? Have you been laid off and find yourself unemployed and looking for health insurance? Don't panic. Call the insurance experts, Bob and Robert. Allison Insurance has over 75 combined years of experience and their team wants to ensure you we have health care solutions to fit your needs. We can help you find affordable insurance for you and your family. You are not alone. Allison Insurance has the winning team that will ensure your health care needs are a win. Call Allison Insurance at 405-745-2968 or out of the metro, call 1-800-580-5587. Call the insurance experts, Bob and Robert at Allison Insurance, 405-745-2968 or out of the metro area, 1-800-580-5587. P3 
Pizza Hut has put a full court press on your game day needs. Let us feed your team with one of Pizza Hut's big dinner boxes. Start with two oven fresh one top medium pizzas, then add five breadsticks or your choice of pasta or delicious wings. Or go wild and add a third medium one topping pizza. Finding yourself in more of a one on one situation? Then our any pizza offer is for you. Get a large pizza, up to five toppings for just $11.99 when you carry out. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners. When you buy or sell your home, you want someone you trust and the most information possible. Sally Vodder has more than 29 plus years experience making her clients the best deal in Norman. Sally and all her elite realtors at Vodder Real Estate strive to serve their customers and community with the best customer service and integrity possible. Call Sally today at 405-360-5635 and let her help you and your family make an informed real estate transaction. Do you have a car or truck just sitting in your driveway? Well, you need to call my friend Ricky Stapleton at Ricky Stapleton Autos in Norman, and he can help put some cash in your pocket. Hey, it's Mike Steely here. My family contacted Ricky to sell some of our cars, and it was easy, like Sunday morning. Stop by 330 24th Avenue Northwest, just north of Main Street, or call 405-615-2777. Ricky Stapleton Autos is locally owned. I've known him since high school. He's going to treat you right and make selling your vehicle fast and easy. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph. All of a sudden, he's the star, and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song, and that's it. Nobody cares about him anymore. That's it's all right. about Rudolph. That's true. I want to know, like, after this, what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys. It's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's a brilliant idea. Thank you. <laughs> T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. The ref. Sports Radio Network. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I love my girls. Tyler and Teddy, it is the rush on the ref. Keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions. Text line 651 3439. A reminder uh, for pregame tomorrow, albeit scratch, kitchen, and cocktails. Right here in Norman, 132 West Main Street. I'll be there from 2 to 6. Got a couple ref hats to give away. And, of course, some uh, listener number 31 T-shirts to give away as well. So come by, hang out from 2 to 6 tomorrow, 132 West Main Street. Scratch Kitchen and Cocktails right here in Norman. The question before the break on the text line is, why are we so confident that OU will win a lot of games under Brent Venables? Uh, for me, Teddy, there's a lot of reasons, but let's start off with this. I think that they are going to play a style of football that is more conducive to winning at a high level, which means I think that they're going to play better defense. I think they're going to be more committed to the details. I think that special teams will be a bigger factor. I think they'll stick to the run game when it's working. There are a lot of different reasons to me. I can't nail down just one as to why I think uh, Brent Venables will continue to win at a high level here. I think the biggest thing 
is that Coach Venables is going to prioritize all of the things that Lincoln Riley, I'm not going to say that he didn't care about, but he he didn't give very much. Um, he didn't prioritize he didn't think that those there, things. Yeah. BV will, well, Lincoln didn't. Like, and I'll and I'll give you the list. Um, discipline. Okay, and discipline starts with the strength and conditioning program. Lincoln Riley did not want a discipline-oriented strength and conditioning program. He didn't. He wanted what what was something that they could track with numbers, right? And he didn't want a bunch of, um, you know, the yelling and the and the. Like, just the the tough nature of it. Like, he wanted it to be something that the players enjoyed and and felt like they got something out of it. That is, in my opinion, not the right way to do things. You're dealing with young guys, uh, a, a big group of young guys. You have to have discipline, and all of that starts in the strength and conditioning program, and it has to be very detail-oriented. There can't be things that are allowed to creep in. You can't be late to a workout and it be okay. Because then you're late to meetings and it's okay. Because well, when is it okay to be on the details and when is it not like you don't have to be? It has to be all the time. And it has to be every single aspect of the program. It has not been a detail-oriented program. It just hasn't. Um, I think the recruiting aspect of it is going to be better. Why? Because Venables is is going to be adding a massive amount of positions to the program, recruiting, off-the-field roles, uh, analyst roles. Like There's going to be way more people around the program. He's talked about the nutrition aspect of it and the fact that like what we do food and nutrition-wise isn't even close to being on the level of, of the other top programs. Uh, he's basically come in and already said, like, we have to change all of these things in order to compete at the highest level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Lincoln Riley never changed anything. Like, never, like, they, they didn't ever look at any of their weaknesses or things that, that were festering and address them. It was just to continue doing what they've done and... You know, I'll call plays and de- design plays in order to get us over the hump. Like there was no, there was there was like no deep dive into yourself about what you need to do to get better. And Venables has already done all of those things and already started addressing them all. And we thought that that needed to happen um, probably a couple years back, right? It's like okay, they need to do a, a deep dive, kind of look at themselves in the mirror. But maybe it's 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 not as easy as we think. Like he's getting a million, two million dollar raise after every single season and going to the college football playoff. Now, and we knew to win a national championship, they had to change the way that things were done. But he's probably looking at the situation and saying, "Well, I, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm winning eleven games a year and going to the playoff. Do I really need to change all that much? We're close. I've, I, I've been trying to tell you guys how close we are." Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just I think that I think there's a ton of things that needed to be addressed in the program and we were unwilling 
to address those. Yeah, I also think development's uh, going to be a lot better um, moving forward too. That oh, goes yeah. that goes with strength and conditioning, but I think on the field development, you'll we'll start noticing that here in a couple of years or next well, year so. well, there's a there's a direct uh, difference in in the way that the two coaches want to handle development. What has Coach Venable said? Like, he doesn't want to live in the transfer portal. Like, you may have to do that to fill some gaps at times or early on, but ultimately you want to develop talent to where there's there's a steady progression of guys that are ready in the program that you ultimately you don't want them to play until they're upperclassmen, and that's who you want to rely on. Right? Lincoln Riley made it abundantly clear that he was going to be fine using the transfer portal year after year. Sure. And and not establish any like real deep culture there with the players. So I mean almost everything you look at, there's there's a a, a, a difference in the approach, a more detail oriented approach to getting the program where you want it to be. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if like there's any chance at all that the way the program's been run before and, and yet they're still winning at a, a decently a pretty high level if that's been in any way constructive for Brent Venables. It's like, okay, well, we're not really going to do any of these things. Here's how it's been before. We can kind of tell that it needs to change. Thus, uh, maybe we'll get closer to a national championship. You, you get what I'm saying here? Is there's, Their two styles are so different, though Lincoln's came so close to winning a national championship. Maybe, maybe it's easier to sell Brent Venables' whole uh, thing to to this to this current football team is like, look, I'm going to change things up. You guys were relatively close before, but we're really going to be close now since I'm going to change basically everything that you've been doing up to this point. I, I don't know, maybe not, but I I don't know why some guys. And I'm I'm just telling you right now. Some guys are going to. Jump right on, right on board, be ready to, to roll with this thing. Other guys are not. Because I'm telling you, it's a, it is about to be a very, very rude awakening. I, all of the, and I'll, and I'll call it this, all of the crap that's been able to fester and you've been able to get by with and you've been able to, um, you know, complain and get your way on stuff. Like, that stuff, there's an, an end to that. And it's happening as soon as this game is over. Sure. Right? Yeah, no, and it's, it's true. There's a bunch of examples of stuff. So there's going to be guys that push back on that really hard. It's always – it's very difficult to go from – like where we are now, where things are lax and easy and not extremely demanding, to the other side of things. The other side of things are ugly, and it's and it's hard. And you know, there's there's going to be a there's going to be a, an exodus of guys. My guess. A uh, few texts here before we hit the break. We'll win a lot of games because Brent Venables will show up for his interviews. Thus, he'll be besties with the radio crew. <laughs> I can already tell. That Maybe that's, I can already tell that that's Sean. I, I love that. Yeah. I, hey, I, I don't know what his interview policy is going to be. Um, 
But Lincoln was pretty good with all that stuff, right? Well, that's what Sean is saying. Is like some will not say anything bad about him because he showed up to all his radio interviews. Thus, he was a great guy. Well, I think that's what he's getting at. Well, I I don't know, but I, I know that the the things that uh, like that I've seen for a long time that uh, I didn't agree with, or like there's going to be there's just going to be a massive change. <laughs> that's really all I can say. I thought y'all would appreciate this. We live in California, and over Christmas weekend, my five year old twin daughters, who would recently who would frequently throw up a peace sign for pictures suddenly started turning the peace sign upside down. At first, I thought they were doing the horns down wrong, but they explained to me that they were actually turning USC upside down. I nearly cried. I love them so much. Hashtag, we started a thing. Hashtag, boomer. Can there be any better uh, Christmas gift for dad than that? That was it, man. (laughs) That that, that was it. Tears of joy. You think you... Do you think he broke down right there on the spot? Wouldn't you? <laughs> That's great. If little Edward threw the peace so sign upside down, I, I know that you would cry too. Be a magical moment. I would cry if my son got the sport right that we were playing, like <laughs> football or baseball or basketball. Uh, he's known for saying, All right, when are we going to the baseball game uh, whenever we're going to a football game? So. That's I, I would cry just on getting the sport right. What is this I am hearing about the game may be canceled due to COVID? For exclamation marks, for uh, ex, uh, question marks. That, that no, that's not. It's all that would be rumor if you're hearing anything right now. There's been there's been a lot of like talk of that, but. Like the rumor and the talk does not match with what I'm seeing with my two eyes. So I would be shocked by it. I would be very honestly, shocked if the but, game's not played tomorrow. I'd be I'd be very surprised. It, it even looks like Oregon is pretty like the, the, we talk about the giver at meter. O, OU's giver at meter is much higher than Oregon's. But Oregon still acts like they want to be in this game and they want to play and try hard and all that. So I, I feel very strongly we're going to play, unless they yeah. decide to test tomorrow like UCLA did, and somehow the COVID enters their team. Like maybe last night or today, or just something happens on that front. Well, I don't know. UCLA is, and they're out there in California, and who knows what they're protocols that they've got to follow for the the state and for the university and all of that crap um i i don't know i don't know what it's going to be here for oregon i know it's probably been pretty strict for oregon up there at home but i don't know if they're following that here or not i don't know but i know that rumor's been out there I've heard nothing, and I haven't seen anything that would lead me to believe that we're not playing the football game. But I guess at this point, who knows? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City. 1430 AM in Tulsa. And 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State.
Brandon, when I say you've broken records I've never seen before, I mean you've broken them by a mile. This has been the best year of Seth Wadley Ford history. How are we going to finish the year? Seth, it's easy. I've stocked millions of dollars of truck inventory after we scoured the Southwest for every truck we could find, gas or diesel. Price them to sell below market value. Oklahoma? It doesn't matter what brand it is. We have it, gas or diesel. And they're all priced below market value. So this holiday season, when you go shop at an empty lot and find a car truck priced way over market value, just stop what you're doing and head to Seth Wally Ford in Falls Valley, where we have over 10 million in inventory for you to choose from. And don't forget the best part. That's my promise of oil changes and engines for life on newer use, gas or diesel, and no additional cost to you. So put a little gravel in your travel and get to Oklahoma's number one truck dealer, Seth Wadley Ford, I-35, exit 72 in Falls Valley, or visit us online at SethWadleyFord.com. Kicked by Hartley, and it is, it is good! It's good! Hi, I'm Garrett Hartley with the world champion New Orleans Saints. I kicked the winning field goal that put the Saints in the Super Bowl. Because I stayed focused and didn't get distracted, those 1.3 seconds from snap to kick changed my life. Around train tracks, being distracted for even a second can really cost you. So please stay focused near train tracks and stay alive. Brought to you by Operation Lifesaver. Hi, this is Tony Walden from Walden Cleaners. At Walden Cleaners, we know laundry and dry cleaning, but there are times when we need help with projects around Walden's. That's when I turn to our trusted partners, Cavens Maintenance. We have trusted Gary and his staff to come in and help with drywall repair, painting, plumbing, snow removal, and that's not all. We trust Cavens Maintenance and staff, and you should too. So if you're in need, do what we do at Walden's. Let the professionals at Cavens go to work for you. 405-573-3048. How about some new Sooner gear for the new year? You will find it all at Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner. Locally owned for more than 45 years, Jerry and Libby would like to say thank you to our many loyal customers. Basketball season is in full swing, and you can support the Sooners with a new shirt, hat, or maybe a jacket to keep you nice and warm. With OU baseball and softball just around the corner, they have just what you need for a game or just saying, I am a Sooner fan. The selection of Oklahoma merchandise is second to none, and you will find some unique items that you won't find anywhere else. Look at our new OU recliner covers or some framed photos of OU heroes. Maybe you need a new Sooner flag or license plate frame, or maybe an OU coffee mug for mom or dad. You will find great brands like Jordan, Nike, Champion, Game Day Couture, and others with sizes from infant through adult. Go to Balfour or shop online at crimsonproud.com, where you will find everything Sooner. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. What a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph. All of a sudden, he's the star, and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song, and that's it. Nobody cares about him anymore. That's it's all right. about Rudolph. That's true. I want to know, like, after this, what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys. It's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's a brilliant idea. Thank you. <laughs> 
T-Row, and TJ on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. It won't be it won't be quite that much. Um, I'll say this: they probably missed some time in one way, shape, or form um, because of coming back from some injuries and things and things right. of that nature. I mean, like you get you're getting Bennett Williams back, you know, I mean, who he was unavailable, but you're getting him back. Um, so I mean, they've missed time in one way, shape, or form. But to act like to act like we're we're, we're going in there how we how we were in Ohio State that that would that would be false also. So um, I mean, but you know, so we're having to dig into some depth at, at some at some different spots. But it's it's all most of it is all bumps and bruises associated with play. But it's not 31. I don't know exactly what the number is to be able to, to do to be able to correct or rectify what, what's out there. And I didn't even know that until you said that. But um, but it, it is not. We're not missing 31 guys right now from, from okay. you know out of 85. There you go, Oregon's interim head coach Brian McClendon saying like, yeah, we're going to be missing some guys, but not the 31 scholarship players that was uh, reported yesterday. By the way, this is kind of making the rounds on social media. This is the Dream Dana Holgerson sound clip, and I'm not sure if you've heard it yet, but what about an hour ago, Houston beat Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl, and Dana is not very happy that his team had to go seconds in the post-game media opportunities when his, when his, his uh, team actually won. Yeah, need to have separate press conferences during this. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're the we won the game, and I'm just standing out there for 20 minutes. I don't quite understand that. I'd, I'd get that together. Uh, <laughs> so there he is. He's he's upset that he had to wait 20 minutes outside after the game for the uh, post game press conference, and we got the throat clear too. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who cares? I guess, but. Uh, what else you got to do, yeah. Dana? The season's over. Come on, chill out. Yeah, that's standard protocol. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know how you handle that uh, necessarily, but uh, yeah, I, I go celebrate I with know. your team for twenty minutes if if you're bored. I, mean, I yeah. find something to do. Stop standing around. That's your own fault. If you're standing there wondering what to do, that uh, that is your own fault. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I like the the audio there from Oregon's interim head coach talking about you know we we're not going to be the the roster we were whenever we played Ohio State. I think that that's clear. But uh, whatever's floating around out there about us not having uh, you know X Y Z guy like however many guys. That's just not the case, you know. We're we're going to be we're going to be prepared to play the football game. So, I think that kind of answers your question from one of the previous texts about: Are we playing this? Are we? Is this game going to be canceled or, or whatever they were hearing? It doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. Right. Uh, we agreed earlier that Oregon's if Oregon has an edge in this game, it's their offensive line against OU's defensive line. Where is OU's biggest edge? Could you just flip it around and say OU's O-line against an Oregon defensive line that's going to have a tight end playing defensive end and an offensive lineman playing defensive tackle, or is it somewhere else? I, I honestly, I think it is our um, like our, our skill group offensively, uh, include our quarterback in that. I think that 
we're going to be able to attack them so many different ways. Like they don't they don't have that ability with their quarterback. They are kind of a one trick pony. Now, if they start running the ball well, then you know they can have success doing multiple things. Anthony Brown can turn into a playmaker. But when they're not running the ball well and they become one dimensional, and you know what's coming, and you know like on certain down and distances what you're going to get from them then Anthony Brown becomes a, a, frankly, a bad quarterback. That's, I think, our biggest advantage. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's like a spot-on comparison, but I'm just trying to think of another comp for a quarterback that OU played this year. <sighs> Gary Bohannon, maybe, is kind of where I'm going on that. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. Uh, maybe even even though – I'm not saying body type they're similar. Bohannon body type is similar. But Spencer Sanders is kind of what you're talking about, too. Like, if, if they can run the ball and if he can run the ball a little bit, then, mm-hmm. okay, they could be a pretty effective offense. But, man, if, if they aren't and they're in third and longs and Spencer Sanders got to throw the ball, we saw it in the Big 12 championship game. That can turn into a disaster real quick. So, kind of on those lines, I think, of, is what we're talking about here. Yep. No, I agree. And I just think that our depth and our roster availability is going to be a big edge, too. Just just the fact that we've got more guys ready to compete, ready to go. Um, Number one, rotating in with numbers. And number two, in case you do take someone that's, that's banged up and has to miss some time. So, yeah. I, I do have to say, though, that Noah Sewell is really, really good, man. Is it true, freshman? Yeah, I brought that is. up earlier. This guy, um, especially with Dan Lanning there, and I'm going to guess the development is, is going to be pretty good with him, but this Noah Sewell, man, he's got a chance to turn out to be a first-round pick if, if all things go right for him. He's, he's that good. Yep. He, he is. He is uh, a guy that runs sideline to sideline. He's physical as heck. He'll down. He'll come downhill and absolutely punish you. Um, seems to be pretty smart and understand the framework of the defense really well. So yeah, no, I I agree. I think he's. It'll be fun to watch him. He's got the potential to be really good. One of the better it's players. It's be a big challenge for us too. Yeah, one of the better players they'll have on the field tomorrow. He may be the best player that they have on the field tomorrow. By the way, OU. Minus seven right now, 62% of the money is on Oklahoma. Yeah. Spread went up two and a half points yesterday, 62% on the money. We'll see if any late action comes in on OU or not. I'm going to guess probably so. I think, I think that is – I think that sounds right. Maybe I, I expected a little more money on OU, but I think it's one of the – I think it's one of the best bets out there right now, which probably tells you that OU's going to play like crap and get destroyed. But, yeah. you know, who knows? It just, to me, it feels like a great opportunity for Oklahoma. Boy, I, I hope they don't get destroyed, and I don't think that they're going to get destroyed. But for a bowl game that really kind of in the annals of OU football history is, is not really a big deal, it's going to be it's going to take a lot of wind out of the sails, I think, if they were to get hammered in this game tomorrow. Oh yeah. For I mean, for as oh, much as there's... an Alamo Bowl win doesn't matter, like there's so much energy and momentum going on. But dang, man, that, that would take a lot of excitement away if, if that happens. 
Would we be able to successfully turn this into Lincoln Riley's fault? Yes. I mean, I, I, I will do my best <laughs> on the postgame show to do that. You can guarantee that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Lincoln. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty good about it. That could be a disaster that I feel good about it. I don't know, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. This is big. This is so big. Brad, what's so big? Seth, this is going to be the biggest event we've ever had all year during the Big Finish Sales Event here at Seth Wadley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Paul's Valley. How big is it? I mean, this better be pretty big. Well, we have the biggest discounts all year on all the inventory on new Ram trucks and new Jeeps, and the amount of savings is so big. That means a big selection and a big saving. Of course that's what it means. Tell them where they should go for big selection and big savings then. We are the store with more discounts, more selection, and more for your trade-in. Plus, we'll buy your car even if you don't buy one from us. Get to the store with more. And don't forget about my promise of oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. So get to the store with more. Head to Seth Wadley Auto Group on the east side of I-35, exit 72, or click SethWadleyDodge.com. When we look back, let's be proud of what we've become. Stronger and wiser. More caring and patient. More prepared and more resilient than ever before. At First United Bank, we're here to help make sure that when we look back, we'll see that we not only survived, but that we're ready to thrive. And that's something we can all look forward to. Why do you move? For health, strength, endurance, power, love. There are a million reasons why we move and every one of them matters. Let us at OrthoCentral help keep you moving. OrthoCentral is proud to welcome sports medicine physician Aaron Smathers and joint replacement specialist Jeremiah Maupin to the team and they're now taking appointments. For more information, call 405-360-6764. OrthoCentral, it's in our bones to take care of yours. Doctors Park Pharmacy is a fast, friendly, family-owned pharmacy service that has been in business for over 50 years in Norman. They offer a variety of services, including compounding, diabetic supplies, and convenient drive-through and delivery services. They provide vaccinations, including flu, pneumonia, and shingles with no prescription or appointment necessary. They also offer all three COVID vaccinations. Come visit Doctors Park Pharmacy, 500 East Robinson, Suite 200 in Norman, or call them at 405-364-5020. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about, but we'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. What a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph. All of a sudden, he's the star, and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song, and that's it. Nobody cares about him anymore. That's it's all right. about Rudolph. That's true. I want to know, like, after this, what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys. It's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's a brilliant idea. Thank you. <laughs> T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. The ref. Sports Radio Network. Pizza Hut has put a full court press on your game day needs. Let us feed your team with one of Pizza Hut's big dinner boxes. Start with two oven fresh one top medium pizzas, then add five breadsticks or your choice of pasta or delicious wings. Or go wild and add a third medium one topping pizza. Finding yourself in more of a one-on-one situation? Then our any pizza offer is for you. Get a large pizza up to five toppings for just $11.99 when you carry out. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Tuesday. To the Air Cover Solutions text line we go. Do we get a 21-point lead and have to have a defensive stop to win the game in the fourth quarter? That has happened quite Possibly. a bit. Possibly. That has happened quite a bit, just saying. Possibly. Who knows? Uh, Teddy, will the defense continue to rotate or will they try to settle on a starting r- a group and go with it. I understand they'll substitute some people. Um, that's an interesting question. I think they'll probably do some rotation, but here's the thing. On the defensive line, they're just going to not have near the numbers. So my guess is some of your defensive line guys are going to end up getting way more snaps. Redmond, Grimes, um, some of those guys going to end up getting way more snaps than they did uh, in most of the regular season. Is Venables down there, and what is he doing? Yes, there's a picture that was going on social media about Bob and Brent smiling on the field of the Alamo Bowl. What is he doing? I am guess he's going to be sitting in a suite tomorrow just watching the game and observing. Yeah, I don't I – don't, he doesn't have much of a – or he doesn't have any on-field role. I think he's just down here to see the guys. Uh, he'll probably talk to him in a team meeting or something, but – um, not involved in any of the game plan stuff, and what's his role on game day going to be? I don't think anything at all. Yeah. Uh, probably, like you said, watch from a, a box or something. Yeah, and, and that's really been the case this entire time. Bob said that today at the press conference. It's you know whether it's Ted Roof or, or Brent Venables, whoever the, the current staff that's coaching tomorrow, they've handled everything practice wise. Now Brent Venables and Ted Roof 
and some of those other guys have have monitored practice and have watched practice. I'm sure Jeff Lebby is one of those guys, but it doesn't really sound like they've had any input at all. Bob's been controlling everything on the field with this team. Yeah, I, I don't think Lebby has. I don't think Lebby's had any involvement at all. I think he's he's at Ole Miss preparing to try and beat Baylor. So, um, yeah, new staff hasn't really had anything to do with any of the game plan at all. All right, quick timeout. Hour number three of the rush coming up next. Stay tuned. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow the 